Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. This is episode 16, part two of How to Read Your Bible. I'm Jalen. And I'm Zach. We're happy to be back, man. Happy to be back. Listen, we've had some technical difficulties <laughs> with the last episode. So when you guys see this one, um, we'll make sure that we're on track posting once a week again, as long as time allows. Uh, but other than that, man, we're going to catch up a little bit. And then again, continue on part two of How to Read Your Bible. So um, Zach, what's what's going on, dude? What's new? Um, right now, uh, so we're Emily and I are still on our trip. Uh, on our trip, um, right now we're in a little town called Ivins, Utah, which is like in between a bunch of like national parks and stuff like that. Um, but we just camped at the Grand Canyon this past weekend, and it was so sick. Like it's the first time we'd ever been out there, and you know it's big. But when we saw it in person, we were like, "Wow, it's a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be." Um, and camping was awesome. The weather was just beautiful. It was like 75 and we were in the trees right next to the canyon. So we could walk like, you know, 150 feet and get to the edge. Um, made some good food, uh, made some s'mores and just hung out. And dude, I saw the best set of like uh, stars I've ever seen. There's no light pollution. There's no clouds, nothing out there. And so like I looked up and I took some really cool pictures, but like stars, thousands, thousands of stars. Um, and it was so cool to see, but yeah, man, we're just still hanging out, hiking, traveling, living life, having a good summer. But you must be nice, dude. Must be <laughs> nice. No, dude, nothing's new with me really. Um, again, wedding planning has been coming along. We actually got almost like all the big stuff is basically done. So the only thing we don't have down now is catering. Um, but other than that, man, I've been doing the same old stuff, golf, lifting, uh, studying yeah. my word. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, traveling a lot, but not, you know, too far or anything. We've been going back to Des Moines, uh, back to Pittsburgh to visit Ashley's family. And actually since football season, college football season starts this weekend. Um, we're trying to decide, you know, what college football game we're going to go to, whether it's you and I or Pitt state, uh, we're probably going to go to one of those games. So we're excited for football season fall to actually officially start. So it's no longer a hundred degrees. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, dude, same old, same old. We're chilling. Um, That's, That's a blessing. Yeah, sometimes, man. Sometimes people would be like, I don't have much going on. They're bummed out about it or they feel like life is passing them by. Like there's, there's a time and place for everything. And just right. be grateful that things aren't, you know, people are going through really dark times right now, but yeah. yeah. Well, dude, and that speaking of that too, and I'm always okay with being vulnerable. Uh, that's something else that was going on is my anxiety was really, really bad a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago. Um, and I remember talking to Zach and just, and this is why it's so important. We've talked about it before, you know, having friends and other followers of Christ in your life to help you um, just stay grounded. Cause it's so hard at times when you're going through those moments to really see the goodness in life at times and having those people around you or having someone to talk to that has the, that have those same core values values as you is just so important and so zach's been super helpful um i'm fine by the way yeah. <laughs> but i told him but to uh no. yeah no literally <laughs> get your sh together <laughs> no we've been we've been i've been good now uh, we talked a bunch and um yeah man life's been it's it's been great it's a blessing oh yeah yeah it happens all the time man like there's good seasons and, and seasons that aren't so, you know, full of happiness and joy or ha happiness and joy and all that kind of stuff. But um, I know that God is working through all things. Um, and that's not like a blanket statement to just like make people feel good. But I think it's good to feel feelings and like 
be sad and not understand things of the world. You know, that's part of our humanity. Um, but just knowing, just like David said, I think it's Psalm 13, like no matter what I'm getting dunked on right now, but no matter what, um, I put my trust in you, Lord, you know? Um, and like you said, you know, like the importance of having some people in your life who are going to give it to you and be real with you. And that doesn't always mean like being rude or like, Oh, I'm going to be real with you. Sometimes people interpret that as like being a douche, <laughs> but really it's just like, sometimes you need a shoulder to cry. Sometimes you just need someone to like slap you in the face and be like, Hey man, like, don't forget how good, you know, you got it. Things like that. Um, but yeah, with those people in your life, it's so important that you have some Bible readers in your life. Um, cause it's very easy to just like, you know, call yourself a moral, morally good person. And then, or like you are a morally good person. I open the door for old ladies, help them across the street, things like that and dress it up and call it Christianity. But really that's not like following Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. that's like, there's this thing called moralistic therapeutic deism. We won't get into it, but it's basically like I do good things. So I'm a Christian type of thing. Um, and the Bible is so much more robust than that. Um, so I'm super excited to get to part two of how do I read my Bible? Cause this one's going to be more like, like practical. And for those of you who are listening, um, you might miss out just a little bit cause I might share my screen and just walk through a little bit of like how we study our Bibles. Um, just because, visually it's really important to see like oh this is how you can do it and make sure i'm not like taking the bible the wrong way right um but honestly i wanted to ask the first question today jalen is that cool yep go for right. it um so what are some challenges you face when you read the bible mm. uh now do you want just like specific broad challenges or like whatever comes to mind whatever the lord put on your heart okay um I would say for me, consistency is very, very difficult at times. Mm. Um, and I know that's a big one for a lot of people to be able to consistently stay in the word. Uh, I would say consistency, comprehension is oftentimes um, can be difficult. And I know Zach's going to get on me because he wants me to start a specific classroom with um, the Bible <laughs> Project, but I started a different one instead. Uh, and I would say those are probably the biggest two, man, just consistency and comprehension because I know that as a follower of Christ, the only way for me to gain more knowledge is to stay in my word. Um, and so when those times come along where I'm not consistent in staying in my word, I know that I'm not reaching my full potential that God has called me to reach. And yeah. then comprehension is big for me as well, because if I'm not understanding what I'm reading, then I'm not understanding what God's will on my life is or what he has called me to do in specific times. And so those two like are really, really big for me. Um, when it comes to reading anything, but especially the Bible, because those are two things that I think you really, really need in order to grow mm. um, in your relationship. Yeah, I feel that I, I, uh, not as much lately, like in the last, I don't know, period of my life, I haven't felt but struggle with like consistency as much as it's been like the meditation part of it, where instead of just reading, I'm like meditating on what I just read. It's really easy to open up the Bible, read four chapters real quick and close it and not think about it for the rest of the day or for the rest of your life even. Um, but one thing that I'm trying to like mature in is like meditating um, because I think that builds curiosity. And when you build curiosity, that's like seeking the kingdom of God. And that helps with consistency because you're like, I'm looking for answers here. And not that the Bible is an answering book, but I'm looking for answers to the questions that I have about like the Bible is the book that helps us return to like factory settings, what mm -hmm. we were supposed to be as humans and you know the garden of eden and since you know we decided to listen to what the snake what the beast had for um their definition of good and evil 
now we're trying to return to like what God intended us to be. Um, and so like meditating on different things has really helped me just like want to be more consistent, but also it's like hard to meditate because I finish reading, pray for a little bit, sit in it, and then I go to my job. And then I'm like, I am sitting here building, you know, some kind of Salesforce application. And I'm like, I don't know how this pertains to David and Goliath at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, and another one that I struggle with is um, accepting the fact that I missed something at one point of reading the Bible. Mm. So like going back through and being like, I missed this or, or accepting the fact that I was wrong on interpreting the word and that's growth. And it takes humility to kind of like break that barrier. Um, but a lot of us have instilled in us like definitions of certain words or certain stories that happen in the Bible. And we're just like not having it. We're not okay with someone coming in and being like, Hey, look at this another way. Um, there's this one teacher I really like who talks about the Bible as like a diamond. So like, as you look at it, it's the same diamond, but as you look at it from different angles, you start to notice different, I'm holding this huge rock diamond, but <laughs> as you turn it, you start to notice that there's different, uh, features of the diamond that you maybe initially missed. Um, and he's like, just keep turning that diamond and keep looking, you know? Um, and that's why it's important to like, keep going through the word. Cause you'll read, like, I'm going back through the old Testament, boy, man, am I learning a lot. And that's probably my third or fourth time going back through. Um, but I think that this time around, God has really broken down a lot of walls of pride in my heart, soften my heart. So that now I'm like, okay, I see what he's saying. Um, and then another one too, I'll just fly through real quick is, um, using the Bible as a quick shot of energy. Like I feel bad. Um, mm -hmm. I want to be encouraged real quick and go read some Proverbs or something like that to make me feel holy for a minute. Like that's not the purpose of the Bible. It's supposed to shape us end to end. Um, and then also understanding Jesus, his parables sometimes like, why is this dude talking in riddles? I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> um, so just like slowing down and again, meditating on it. Um, yeah. has really, really been, those are some things that I feel like I still struggle with. So. Yeah. And and I think both of our, um, other than consistency, I think both of our struggles are kind of very similar. So like comprehension, like understanding what you read and meditating on what you read is so important mm -hmm. because this is the whole purpose of like the theology that you were talking about, like the feel good. Like if, if I just say I'm a Christian, okay, and I'm not truly seeking after God's kingdom, and living my life to be a disciple of Jesus, what did Jesus die for? Like, yeah. why else would there be thousands of thousands of words in a book for me to just be like, yeah, I believe in God, I'm good? No, yeah. like, he's called us to understand and comprehend what his word says for a reason. Because if we were called to just believe in God, we would all be saved. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the case. So, I think it's really important to truly seek the Bible and like understand what you're reading. Like you said, meditate on what you're reading. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, like uh, one of the biggest lessons that you'll learn from the Bible on like page one is that um, we're created in God's image. Mm -hmm. um, and so he created us, he breathed his life into us and he said, be fruitful and multiply. So basically what he's saying is um, I'm blessing you to be a blessing for others amongst a million, like there's so much, but I'm blessing you to be a blessing to others um, you should look at, I created you Jalen and my image, but I also created Zach. I also created Ashley. I also created Kareel, Alex, all these people in my image. Mm -hmm. So when you look at them, you should also look at them the same way that you look at me with love and respect and kindness and faithfulness and all that other kind of stuff. Um, because we want them to feel the goodness of the Lord. Like 
and and, and agree and be a part of his like eternal plan you know what i'm saying um and that's gonna be a challenge too at sometimes especially when someone has like a wildly different view of theology than you do like oh i don't have to read the bible to be a christian is like okay we're not at all here to say who gets to be saved and who doesn't get to be saved that's mm-hmm. not our role but it's like for me i really struggle with that because i'm like and people will like diminish knowledge and education and learning the word and stuff like that and lean more into feelings and like whateverness um and i'm, I'm like okay jesus was a rabbi which is a teacher mm-hmm. of god's law um mm-hmm. If he was a teacher, shouldn't we be learning something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, shouldn't we be following him and doing the things that he did? Not out of guilt or out of shame, but because like, no, this is how we are human. Like, this is what it is to be a human. This is what it is to live up to the things that God called us to be. Um, taking care of other people, taking care of the animals, the land, all that kind of stuff. Being mindful of the decisions that we make. Uh, making sure that it's in the best interest of like humanity as a whole. In line with Jesus's plan and mission and God's will. Um, and when you don't have the Bible, then it's just like whateverness and, you know, yeah. I, I am a really nice person and therefore I get to go to heaven, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and to, to reiterate what you're talking about, Jesus was a rabbi. He's a teacher. We are called to live our lives like Jesus. So yeah. if he was teaching, we're supposed to be learning, but if we're yeah. also learning, we should be teaching. And that doesn't mean to judge people. Teaching means to teach, means to mm-hmm. show people the way, the truth and the life. And that's Jesus. Yeah. And I'm trying to find it right now, but in Acts, I think it's Acts chapter, I thought it was in Acts chapter one, Um, but it talks about like what the purpose of a church is. And it starts off by saying that the church is the place where people come to learn of the Holy Spirit. I'll find it later, but, Mm. but yeah, I mean, that, that's like the purpose of the church is to be the place where people go and like learn what it is to be a Christian. It's Acts, it's Acts two, I think. Acts two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, again, and the only reason why we're saying this is just because we're in the Bible. How do I read my Bible? And a lot of people will diminish the need to read the Bible or kind of crap on books of the Old Testament and be like, oh, you know, let's make a joke about how bad Leviticus is and then like blow past it. And it's like, OK, so you're OK with if you're OK with pulling out a whole section of God's word or the whole or half of it, like ignoring the Old Testament because it's the old covenant and it doesn't apply to us, then like explain why Jesus was like the greatest commentator on the old testament of of all time like every one of his sermons he's referring to something that happened in the old testament he didn't come to abolish god's law you know what i'm saying so like we have to look at it as a whole entire unified story yeah we can't cut things out because it's like not fun to read you know? yeah and i feel like i feel like we touched on that a little bit last time is being able or making sure that you're not picking and choosing what you read or what you believe because yeah. if it's god's word it's god's word and it's Ooh. it's never wrong so that's a good point then so then where do i start if i'm mm. about to pick up my bible or maybe i've already read it or i've already gone through it or whatever the case may be like now what now where do i yeah go? what do you think so i would say this if you've never read through the bible if you're if you're new um to the christianity faith if you're new to becoming a follower of jesus um most important thing is jesus so learn about him and if you're going to do that, start in the New Testament. So start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, now, in that same breath, too, though, uh, the Old Testament is just as important, like Zach was mentioning. Yeah. So um, I think once you get to know who Jesus is uh, and the reason for your life and the reason for our creator, uh, then it's really important to get to the nitty gritty, to get to understand um, God's word as a whole. 
And so after you know who Jesus is, I would say reading the Bible through and through from front to back is very, very important as a follower of Christ. Um, now, are you going to comprehend comprehend everything? No, but <laughs> you will get the gist of our timeline from this from the moment God created us to the moment we're up to right now. So um, I think me personally, I started with the New Testament um, again with the Gospels. I think it was really helpful for helping me understand who Jesus was and why I believe what I believe. And then from that point on, um, then I went through the Old Testament a couple of different times, went through the New Testament again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I, I think as long as you know what you're believing in and believing for, then I think as long as you start and you try and, like Zach said, meditate on the word and not just read it to read it, but really comprehend it and understand it, um, then really you can go anywhere. And I think personally, um, like for me, for example, and Zach kind of touched on it a little bit, but trying not to use the Bible for like a motivational part of your life for like to feel happiness or joy or to feel like, okay, I read my Bible, like God loves me now. Like, no, that's not how he works. (laughs) Um, But if there's certain moments in your life, if, for example, if you're struggling with wisdom, go read Proverbs. If you're struggling Mm -hmm. with, for me, like life as a whole, James is unreal. (laughs) Like go read James. And so there's certain things that can be happening in your life where once you read the Bible through and through and you understand what parts are speaking to specific things going on in your life, then really you can go anywhere. But it's really important, like we said, to stay in it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would echo just about everything you said. Um, I definitely agree with like starting with uh, one of the gospel books or even just reading through all the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just meditating on it and, and like coming to know who Jesus was because it'll make you understand a little bit better Genesis one and why everything is going on the way and why the world is going the way it is. And there's tons of prophecy about like this son of God that's coming. We read a lot about it and like Ezekiel and Daniel and stuff. Um, and even David, it's like, somebody's coming and you keep thinking, Oh, it's Moses. He's solid. And it's like, Nope, not Moses. And then you're like, Oh, it's one of, you know, these Kings. And you're like, Nope, not one of them. Um, and you just like, and it's almost like these characteristics of God and of Jesus get sprinkled out throughout these people in the old Testament. And then it comes together in Jesus. And it's like, yeah, this guy fell short, but he had this characteristic of what Jesus is, um, but he didn't have this, you know? And then at the end, it's like, and then here's Jesus, the whole picture. Um, But I would, I would say, um, yes, I, I definitely agree with like, you know, if you're looking for wisdom, go read Proverbs and like jumping around and stuff like that. But for the first time, like really just sit down, you know, get through the gospel books and then open up Genesis and go slow, go as, go at your own speed. Reading the Bible is not going to save you. It's not going to get you into heaven, but it's going to help you like understand what it means to be a human and what, to, what it means to like fall into God's will. Um, so there's no rush to like get through it in a year because you know, whatever the case may be, um, I'm not like talking down on like Bible new year stuff. I think that's great because you can get through it, but it, the goal is not to get through it. It's to like meditate on it and chew on it and think about it. You know, I mean, Jesus was like 30 something before he started his ministry. Um, and he definitely knew his old Testament, <laughs> like dude mm-hmm. knew the old Testament. Um, and like Jalen said, like definitely don't skip over anything going on. Like you're going to get through parts for sure where you're like, what is happening? And hopefully later in this episode, we can get to helping to like, uh, comprehend those situations a lot better because those are things that can not only turn us away from reading the Bible, but those are things that 
we can um, skip and then use as golden calves later on in our life where we're like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like read through Exodus because it would just kind of seem like the same story. Um, but here's what here's what happened, essentially. And then you could be dead wrong. And then now you're like t false teaching and all this other kind of stuff, even with the most solid heart, you know, um, I think that's super important. But yeah. But yeah, um, I did I had have a, this thing. Oh, no, you go ahead. Me? Or yeah, you? yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had something that came up this past week and me and Zach talked about it a little bit. Um, and so there's two things that I really wanted to talk about a little bit and then we'll get right into Zach's thing. Um, two points that I kind of had that really like they were drilled into my head this week because of a situation that happened. Um, and I believe this first point is vice versa. It can go either way. Knowledge over correction and correction over knowledge. What I mean by that is when you read the Bible, read it to obtain the knowledge that God has called you to obtain, but also let that knowledge turn into correction for your life because the Bible is not just a book of words that help you understand what God's word is, but it is also a rule book for life. Hmm. So when I say knowledge over correction, there's times where the Bible is strictly, strictly good for obtaining knowledge that God wants you to obtain. There's also parts of the Bible where God has called you to obtain the correction that needs to be changed in your life. And so yeah. those both have very, very important times in your life. I think they both can be used all the time, but I think those are very, very important when it comes to reading. Okay. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Because I feel like mm -hmm. all the parts of the Bible are meant for knowledge and correction. So like, that's, that's um, true. That is true. A hundred percent. Are you saying more so like, depending on the situation that you're going through in life, like that yes. situation will pertain. Okay. I see yes. Yeah. Now, so now I'm going to apply it to the second, um, kind of like point that I had. Mm -hmm. And the second point I have is the commandments. And when I say that, I mean, understanding and knowing God's commandments. And now the reason I say that are because of two commandments specifically, the first two commandments, number one, love God with all your heart. Okay. You can't do that if you don't know who God is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two, love your neighbors as you would love yourself, okay? And we all love ourselves a lot. Now, the reason I say that knowledge over correction is important or correction over knowledge is important is because those two commandments, there's a situation that happened to me this week that really made me think of the importance of love and making sure that people know our intentions are always good. Yeah. And so if I'm constantly searching for knowledge, but I'm not correcting myself in real life, I could be wrong. And if I'm constantly correcting myself, but I don't truly know who God is, I could be giving out false teachings or false information. So they're both very, very important and very critical to understanding God's word and understanding when and where you're supposed to use certain ideals or certain situations from the Bible. And yeah. so that's kind of what I mean when I say like knowledge over correction and correction over knowledge, because you're hundred percent right. They both can be applied in basically everything in the Bible. Yeah, But there's certain sure. times where, example, politics are going on right now, right? And everybody loves their politician. Everybody loves their, you know, their morals and what they think is right or wrong in this world. Well, we as servants of Christ, we serve one politician and his name is Jesus. And he wasn't even a politician. And he wasn't <laughs> even a politician. Yeah. So forget all of the laws, the naysays of the negative things going on in the world right now. 
and just love. Yeah. And that's so important. And that's why I said the commandments and knowledge over correction, because they all tie in together. It's important to a love God above all else, but to love the people around you. Yeah. I mean, we were made in his image. That's mm -hmm. not, we, that doesn't mean we look like him. Like that, that doesn't just mean that we look like him. That means that we're supposed to act like him. Like mm -hmm. we're supposed to be representatives of what God is in this world, what Jesus is in this world, especially to the people who are, well, I mean, really equally to both sides. I mean, it kind of goes both ways. There's like parts in Colossians where it seems like we're supposed to focus, supposed to put a focus on believers. And then in Galatians, it seems like it's more for like the masses. But anyway, um, yeah, we're supposed to be image bearers. We're supposed to be representatives of what he stands for. You know, if you work for a company and they have certain core values, you're supposed to be an, uh, a representation of what that company stands for, just like with God, you know? And again, just like Jalen said, how are you going to know what he stands for unless you get in the word? And that's not like to talk down on anybody at all. I get it. There was years where I didn't even open my Bible. It collected dust and it was nothing more than a, than a coaster. Um, you know what I'm saying? But when I opened it, I felt liberated from all these questions, all these doubts, all these fears I had, all this false pride I had, all these assumptions that I had, um, and clarity started to come in. And like, we're, I'm only 26, we're both only 26, so we're learning a ton. But man, if it wasn't for God leaving the Bible behind, then I would be a monster. And mm -hmm. if you look at our world, we have created some really nasty, nasty devices. Um, just like you said, politics and um, rulers and businesses that exploit people and so much nastiness has happened. And while all that happens in our world and confusion about all kinds of topics, you know, um, there's all these hot topics going on in the world right now, but through all that, through all the gunk and all the junk, like we don't get caught up in that. We're supposed to be people who bear God's image. And again, how can you know what the image of God is without opening the word? I mean, it's just the most liberating and enter like entertaining, fun, exciting thing that you could do. You know, like we watch TV, we binge watch shows, all that kind of stuff. But I was thinking about it and I'm like, None of that stuff feels fulfilling. Like his show ends, we watch Love is Blind, and we're like, wow, those people are idiots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And then you like go and you read the Bible and you're like, no, this is something, there's something else here. There's something, there's a presence here that is heavier than mm -hmm. Love is Blind or binge playing Call of Duty all night or sitting down and watching football all day. All things that I like to do, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's like, man, my source has to be from the Lord, because if I want to be a true representative of what God stands for in this world, um, then I need to know what he's talking about. And it's so much better that way, because now yeah. you look at people as image bearers of God, because not only am I supposed to bear the image, but so are they. Mm -hmm. And so how are they supposed to know if, unless they see what that looks like? How are they supposed to know? Like, I can tell you, read your Bible, but if I'm not representing that physically for what that, what that looks like, man, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And when we go and we false bear witness of what God is, and we put our selfish ideals, our political perspectives, our financial, our kind of economic, all that stuff, ideals in front of the Lord, dress it up and say that I'm a Christian. Nah, man, that's not it. That is yeah. not, that is not the Lord of, of, of Israel. Yeah. Um, and that's not a high horse. We all fall short of the glory of God, mm -hmm. but the Bible is good, dude. Just open it up. <laughs> You're going to see. <laughs> and Jesus was talking crazy too. Sometimes like yeah. people don't understand why he got killed. They're like, well, why did Jesus have to die? Um, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, to fulfill the prophecy and like somebody's blood, the perfect blood had to cover all sin, all that stuff. Yes. Bro was also wild too. Yeah. Also. Yeah. He was mad disrespectful to the people, yeah. to the high priest. He was mad disrespectful. He called him the beast. He said, you are the beast of Daniel that we talk about. You are the guy who is supposed to 
be doing the right thing, but you're not, you have become the snake in the garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. And the high priest is like, that's it, kill him. He's done type of thing, you know? Um, and yeah, he was, he was disruptive. <laughs> so he had to go, you know what I'm saying? And he was willing to do that for us. And, um, that feels super extreme, but that just yeah. shows like the depths of the love, like even the grave could not hold Jesus from yeah. the top of the sky to the bottom of the grave. Just like Jonah said, no matter where I go, I cannot hide from your light, hide from your presence, Lord. And Jesus is the same, man. You know, mm. he's good every time, mm -hmm. but man, yeah. I think that's so good too, because in God's word, it tells us to have childlike faith. And I think, man, if we can shape our life to look more like Jesus's and be disruptive, but in a loving way, oh man, I feel like yeah. that's exactly what it looks like to have childlike faith is to be disruptive. Let people yeah. know that, oh yeah, I'm one of them ones. I'm one mm -hmm. of them followers. And yeah. you're going to know who I am and you're going to know what I believe in. I love yeah. that, dude. Yeah. And if you think about it, what is it? We say, we say childlike faith. And mm -hmm. I, that's a term that I absolutely love. And I don't want it to get played out. Kind of like, what would Jesus do? Like that got played out. People kind of right. lost sight of what that means. But children have... An imagination unlike any other like we think we've got the whole cosmos figured out we think we've got it all figured out with the stars the moon the, the planets everything we've got it all figured out but a kid has imagination of like maybe that's not exactly it maybe there's more to that same with looking at a person who's addicted to drugs you're sitting on the train in your city you see them and they're down bad and as an adult you are like ah now that person you're jaded that person's done man they're addicted to meth nothing can save them but a child would look at that person and be like Oh, I bet if you were nice to them and you shared a meal with them and you showed them some love, like they could at least take a step closer to getting away from the drugs or whatever the case may be. And that imagination of a child, man, is powerful. And if you lose uh -huh. that, just like pray to God that you can get that back. That's that's wisdom. Yeah. Know? So look at every situation just like Jesus did and said, oh, you got leprosy? Oh, you're dead right now? Oh, you're alone? Oh, they called you a whore and they are trying to stone you? Watch, watch, watch and see what I can do. You know what I'm saying? And that's so Jesus. good. Yeah. <laughs> so good so good that's jesus and when you get in the bible then it's like mm, you be reading it boy yeah like, oh no there's nobody like him there's nobody like him he's a he's a real life savage bro like yeah. <laughs> the coldest there ever was yeah but yeah um and, yeah go ahead go ahead no no i'm, I'm good i, I was just gonna, i was gonna ask you because you had i didn't know you were gonna do this uh <laughs> You're going to share your screen and show us how to read the Bible. I didn't know you were going to do that. I was oh, going to ask yeah, you yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. Um, so Jalen and I have talked extensively about all these different tools that we use. Um, and we just wanted to use some time to show you all just really fast um, how to use them. And if you go to our uh, link tree on Instagram or really wherever, you should be able to see like tools that we use. So there's links to all this stuff. Um, but let me share my screen real quick. So if you're watching on YouTube, then you have a slight advantage. If you're not, then um, you can go to YouTube later and watch it, or you can hit us up and we'll be more than glad to help you out. And like I said, we are by no means any kind of like biblical geniuses, um, but we have been blessed with some like really, really, really wonderful resources in this world um, that we can use um, that have been pointed to us by people who've been following the Lord for decades and decades. So um without further ado, we'll get started. So actually first one I want to go to is the Bible project. Whoa. So Bible project has all kinds of resources. Um, under here they have watch. So they have how to read the Bible. So go watch that one. Um, and they have all these visual commentaries and collections and all these different things. So you can go on here and say, okay, I'm, I'm about to read Genesis. So you can type in Genesis 
and it's going to come up with a list of like their uh, resources. And so you can come on here and say, okay, um, oh, they have a video all about Genesis one. Um, and you can go and watch the video and play it. And man, I'm, it's not a replacement for reading the Bible. You still have to read the Bible, but man, is, are those helpful? Like seriously, can't say enough. Um, and then they also have overview videos. So this is over the entire book of Genesis where, um, Tim Mackey and John Collins and like their whole team. So they, that video, those videos are specifically what I am watching or was watching yeah. um, in my Bible reading plan. So our church is doing the Bible in a year. And so mm -hmm. um, kind of fell off on that a little bit because Zach <laughs> convinced annoying. me to a, li a little bit. He, he really did. Um, in a good way, though, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but before I read every book, so Genesis, for example, I would watch the Genesis video, read through the Bible reading plan until I finished Genesis and then watch Genesis again. And as I did that, I would take notes on the video or what I was reading um, and click up and make sure I have all my notes. So I have basically a whole Bible worth of notes in my click up of the, these videos and the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, just like he said, like not only are the videos super interactive or super like easy to watch, but I don't know if you guys can hear this. I'm going to mute it though. Um, but if you watch, like they literally just like cartoon draw out what's happening in the Bible so that you don't miss any, um, any pieces. And when it gets done, they have like a whole poster. I don't know if it'll show it here. Um, it kind of did there, but uh they have a whole entire poster and then you can kind of like reference that again when you're when you're reading the bible um it was cool i actually got my mom they the bible project has this book um and it's like all of their posters from all of these overview videos and i got that for my mom for mother's day and it came and dude it's huge it's like the size of like a table um, that's but it's, sick oh it's so sick yeah it's so cool it's like 50 bucks or maybe like 70 or something like I that. i might order that <laughs> oh dude it's so and when we get a place like we're definitely gonna do it or get that book but um, and then another really great thing is that um, they have related content off, on here. So it'll say like, hey, you want some extra help when you're going through the book of Genesis? Um, they have books like book recommendations. So like they recommend the New Cambridge Bible Commentary um, on the book of Genesis. And so it'll go through and like line by line, it'll tell you and pull apart like what's going on in the Bible. Um, so again, you know, Bible Project, they've got videos, they've got blog articles that are super short and like seriously can't say enough, but the thing that Jalen and I are probably going to rave about the most is this classroom. Um, I'm in the middle of this one right now called heaven and earth by Tim Mackey. And it's like 15 hours long. Um, but I'm telling you, it's the easiest 15 hours that you'll experience in your life. Um, so far I've finished like two of their classes, but they've got, um, classes on here from how to read the Bible all the way through basically the end of Exodus, I think. <laughs> and they're coming out with more next year. Um, in 2024. So definitely be sure to go on there. And the last thing they have is their podcast, which might help us lose some followers, but um, <laughs> <laughs> their podcast is phenomenal. It's kind of um, thick in like, you're going to learn a lot in a short period of time. So, you know, make sure that you tune into their podcast and just check it out. Give, give Bible Project an, an hour of your week. And I promise you, you'll learn more than Jill and I combined. It's so good. Um, and then our main Bible studying app that we use is this thing called Logos and Logos or Logos, if you're smarter than I am, is a tool that helps you like go through the Bible and read it. So when I read my Bible, I come into Logos with my physical Bible opened up too. 
and I opened up a couple of different languages or not languages, but translations. Um, so you can just like set your standard Bible and everything. And if you want to change, you just click on this little slide and then you can say, oh, I'm going to read the NIV also. And then, so now I've got ESV, NIV and NASB 95 opened. Um, and in terms of like what language, what translation I use, I use these three and the NLT, but my main one is the NASB 95. Um, and that's just because I feel like I can understand it and it doesn't have some of those weird situations where they like pull things out of the Bible. You'll see that where it's like, it goes from like Matthew eight thirty six to 38 and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but one of the best things that you can get out of Logos is, um, I'll be fast, but is the commentary. So you can click on here and say, open a commentary. Um, and I use the, let me see if I can get it pulled up here. Um, uh, new Bible commentary. And then, so I'm just kind of showing you my tools. I'll open up the new Bible commentary and then compare Bible versions, right? And then also this Lexham Theological Wordbook. So I know it seems like a lot, um, but once you kind of get in the groove of things, it helps things go a lot smoother. But the best thing ever is that they have this linking tool where you can come on here and you can say link to A. So you just click on these little three dots and then you change it to A or whatever one you want them to be connected to. And I'll show you what I mean. So now these are all linked together. Um, and then if I come in here to the text comparison tool and I do the same thing and I say link to A, then as I scroll, it's going to scroll with me. So if I'm looking, if I'm reading the NLT and I'm like, oh, weird, um, what does that mean? I don't understand what it means. I can come in here and scroll to, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. God is love. Um, John chapter four. And you can see what the NASB says, ESV, NIV, NRSV, and King James. And it even tells you like the difference in the text of like what percentage they're different in. Uh, but anyway, all that to say is so that I can kind of get a holistic view of what the different translations say. And then if I'm super confused and I'm like, I still don't know what's going on, then you can double click on it and then hit search. And this is awesome. I love this. And it'll pull up uh, scripture that uses that same word. Um, and so you can be like, oh, okay. So when it says love, I can look at different examples in Genesis of how the word love is being used. And if I want to get really deep, then you come in here and you double click on it again. And you click on this. This is the rabbit hole. So be careful. Um, I recommend <laughs> doing the Bible project, Bible like word study before you like get into this too much. But you click on Bible word study. And man, now you're in the individual words. Like if the Bible is a collection of scrolls made into one unified story, like what is the thing that holds that story together? The words that are being used. So it's super important when you read your Bible to not impose your will on the word. You have to come in with a blank slate and be willing to be told I've been inter interpreting this all wrong. One mm -hmm. word for me was like the word faith. I was so incredibly wrong on faith. Um, but getting into this has really helped out. But anyway, you can come in here and see all the different Greek and Hebrew words for faith or for love um, and see how it's used in each chapter and kind of get an understanding of like, oh, you know, here's where here's what's going on. And then the last thing that I'll say is if you want to get super deep, you can turn on the manuscript and um, oh, let me leave the surface on. And you can see what ancient Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic word is being used. And again, you can search that word and do a word study on it. And I would definitely recommend going to Bible Project right here. They've got a class. Let me go back. Um, I know I'm kind of flying, but um, go back to Bible Project. They have a class here called um, The Art of Biblical Words. It takes like two hours to do. Man, that will like really slow down your Bible reading plan. But you'll wake up and be like, man, this is... This is how the word is supposed to be read, you know, 
Um, so I know that was a lot in a very short <laughs> amount of time, but yes. So that, I think that's super important. It is dude. And again, the reason we show you this stuff is not because we think like we have it all figured out, but the <laughs> importance of, um, truly understanding and comprehending the word like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and one thing also before we go or not go before we finish that point is the commentary. Um, commentary can be something that a lot of people turn from or don't recognize as like good or they'll have theirs that they pick or whatever. So when you use commentary, it's important to like find some teachers that you believe in and trust like their biblical knowledge. Um, some of mine are like Tim, Tim Mackey, obviously talk about him every day, every day. Um, but Tim Mackey, um, John Mark Comer is another really big one. Tim Keller. Um, those are some guys, uh, that I really look up to and follow. And, you know, they have basically given the green light on this, like NBC and a handful of other commentaries. Um, but commentary is like, okay, I'm reading, I'm reading John, um, four and it says beloved do not be or do not believe every spirit, but the test, geez, I can't read, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into this world. Did not mean to read that, but come on now, like <laughs> the Lord is speaking. Um, and you're like, what, what's he talking about? And then you can come in here and you can see like, oh, you know, and they kind of expand on what they're talking about. So like many false prophets, prophets have gone out into the world. And then it tells you examples of where false prophets have gone out into the world. And then the religious acts of antiquity commonly claimed and all this other stuff um, by spirit possessed men. So anyway, all that to say is that like, it'll help you link around the Bible and like find the proof for like what they're talking about. Um, and then also in logos, they have these little letters next to the words. So it's like, you know, spirit, what are they talking about? And you can click on this and it'll highlight other sections in the Bible where that same word is used. Maybe my computer will load it. Um, but yeah, so like many false prophets, you can go read Jeremiah 14. It looks like second Peter two, first John two eighteen, And, um, like right here, children, it is the hour. And just as you've heard that the antichrist is coming, even now many antichrists have appeared from this. We know that it is the last hour. Um, and so that's what they're talking about here is that false prophets, you know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, the Bible is like this huge spider web that links back and forth and connects all of itself. It's like, a like a quilt, you know what I'm saying? Um, and all these patches come together and form one story. Um, but yeah, logos, man, it's super, super, super helpful. And they have other tools too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just like a, the world's fastest overview of what logos is. Um, <laughs> I definitely recommend when you come in here, um, use the link set. It's going to help out like navigating this thing so much. Cause now like if I scroll and even if I come over here to text comparison, it's just moving with me the whole time. Um, so yeah. Just real it's fast. good, dude. So good, so good. And you even taught me a couple things there. I didn't even know bad. the uh, the the link thing. I didn't know that was possible. So that, oh, dude, I just huge. figured that out like three months ago, and it's like life changing. That's huge. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna definitely use that. Um, but the 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 dope thing about all of this too is because we're talking about how to read your Bible. The dope thing is understanding the importance of really going deep and like Zach has mentioned a couple of times, meditating on the word, because if you just read the Bible just to read it and like, be like, okay, I think I know what God's trying to say. Well, do you really like, have you used the tools? Have you used the resources to really understand? Because we, we got to remember, and I think we've talked, we talked about this in the last one. 
Um, the Bible is a thousand year old book, thousands mm-hmm. of years old book. It is not was not written yesterday. So we have to understand that the way we're interpreting the Bible from how we live today is not how it was supposed to be interpreted. So understand that it was written in Greek and Hebrew. Understand that the language was different. It's not, it was not written in English. So you have to yeah. understand that there's more to it. There's more, way more depth to the words that are written on that page that you're reading. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like even, even today, if you, we talked about this last, last episode, a euphemism or a figure of speech that we use does not work in Africa. So if you mm-hmm. know, I go over there and I say, Hey, what's up? And they'll probably say, uh, the clouds, the, the sun, the moon. Yeah. Not like, how are you doing? You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, so yeah. And like, as you go through the Bible, you know, again, sometimes I get it. Not everyone takes notes when they read. Um, but I highly recommend taking notes. Um, I use like these little sticky notes. So if you look at my Bible, it's like covered in these things. Um, and I just like use a little pen and I write down little thoughts that I have. Um, and then I, in my ClickUp, um, ClickUp is an app that Judah and I use to like do a bunch of stuff. But um, in my ClickUp, I type notes using the commentary, using the word study, using everything. And it takes me a really long time <laughs> to like get through a couple chapters. But at least when I get through it, I'm like, I've turned that diamond a couple times and I just right. assume that I've got it figured out the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I used to be like, man, I just want to finish the Bible just so I can say I finished it. Like, I wouldn't say that out loud, but that's like how I felt in my heart. And now I'm like, dude, I'm in second Kings. I can't wait to get back to Genesis. Like as excited as, as I am to get back to the new Testament and read about what Jesus is talking about. I'm like, I want to get through the whole Bible, the way that I'm reading it now, get through it and then get to the beginning and see mm-hmm. it again. It's like rewatching that movie and being like, Dude, I didn't even catch that the first time. Like I completely yeah. missed that, you know? Yeah. That's a movie. This is the Bible. It's way yeah. it's way longer to read. Right. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Man. Did um, you have anything else that you wanted to go over? Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll put it in the in the, in the notes for sure on this one. But mm-hmm. um we have the link tree link that is that shows like, you know, the things that Jay and I used to study and read and everything like that. Um, so please like check those out. I know a lot of us get busy um, and we say we're too busy to do things. And I, I get it. Like life is busy. You know, you're planning a wedding. You know, we've got friends who we love who are raising a kid and stuff like that. But um, if you have a have a minute and you think about opening up Instagram or opening up TikTok or opening up whatever, even doing something entrepreneurial, whatever it is, um, maybe second guess that and consider like looking at that link um, that we have and check out Bible Project, check out Logos. Just give it an hour, set a, set a, set a 20 minute timer and just explore the website on your computer, on your phone. Computer is definitely better, but the phone, it works too. Um, and just explore and watch your curiosity grow. And you're going to be like, what? And then you're going to go in the street and see somebody on the street and remember it. Oh, that's an image of God too. Mm. Um, how are they supposed to know how to be a factory reset human? Unless I show them, unless I tell them, unless I show the love that God has shown me, you know? And, and when we feel truly liberated, that's what propels us to share the gospel. It's not because we're scared of the rapture. It's not because we're scared of Jesus returning. It's because, no, you, you've got to know how good that God is. Um, because when all that stuff happens, like we have no say in who gets saved and who doesn't. We're not in the high council. Um, we're not the judge. But we have a role to play in like bringing that goodness, ushering that heavenly presence into, into earth, you know, as being image bearers of God. So... But yeah, I think that's what I had in terms of like what I what we do to study our Bibles. Um, another, I mean, do you want to do another question? 
It's up to you, dude. I don't. I'm not doing anything except yeah, sitting yeah. here. So I would say, ooh, I have, I have one question mm-hmm. that is kind of tough. Do I need to memorize scripture? Ooh, that <laughs> is tough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was like completely different from what I thought you were going to ask me too. Yeah, right. Because if you're studying oh. your Bible, I, ooh, I think in, ooh, ooh. in my humble opinion, it is important to memorize scripture, but to come from a place of humility, not mm-hmm. to use it as a weapon or as something to hurt people, but as something to help people, help yourself, um, not feel good and happy necessarily, but again, to like share the gospel. A lot of times people, you know, they want to talk about the character of God and they'll just leave out the part of like, I will not let sin go unpunished. I'll punish the children to the third and fourth generation. And people think like, oh, you're going to punish the great, great grandchildren of the guy that did this thing. And no, that's a euphemism. That's what we're talking about. Like context, that's a euphemism or a figure speaks for as long as I see fit, these people are going to be punished. And generally mm-hmm. it's because like the dad sucked. So therefore the son sucked, the grandson sucked and the great grandson sucked. <laughs> and then God's like, okay, enough of that basically. <laughs> um, so it's not like I'm going to punish you Jalen until your greatest grandson is dead. It's like, no, until things are okay, I'm going to make sure that like, things are not okay with them. Right. Um, Cause we try to make our own golden calf. We try to make our own uh, garden of Eden. We keep taking the fruit, the bad fruit. And God's like, I'm going to let this go so far. And then I'm going to step in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, dude, that's, I, I agree. I am with you a hundred percent. If you're memorizing, cause me and Zach, actually, we did this a uh, couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I want to get we had, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? <laughs> it was, uh, a. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's an app called Versus, and it's a great app. Don't get me wrong. I, I highly recommend it, you know, if that's something that you plan on doing, trying to memorize scripture, because it's very helpful for that. But it all depends on what your intentions are for memorizing scripture. I'll never forget, we were in a Bible study, and um, we are like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to try and remember this scripture every week. So we're like, okay, week one comes around. And we're like, yeah, I don't even think I remembered it. <laughs> so yeah. we we're like, we we're like, all right, let's let's try this again. And we just never ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because we had no intentions. The only intention we had was to remember scripture. Okay, yeah. well, what for? So that I it can be stored in my memory somewhere. That's it. it out. Yeah. Am I actually living it out? Am I applying it to my life? And again, the importance of having that humble heart of saying, okay, I know the scripture. I need to make sure I'm using it in the proper way. Mm -hmm. So don't use it as a weapon towards people who um, may not agree with everything that you agree with. Don't use it as a way to um, uphold your belief over someone else's. Use it as a tool to love other people and to help hold yourself accountable in every situation in your life. Because for example, John 3.30, he must become greater, I must become less. Okay, cool. I know it. Now what? Okay, it means that he becomes greater in every aspect of my life. So if there comes a time where I'm like, man, I feel like God, like, God's not showing up in this area of my life. Well, is he the number one priority in that as- aspect of your life? John 3.30, is he greater than everything else in your life right now in that aspect of your life? If he's not, live it out. And so it's really important to have that context behind the scripture and actually have good intentions with the messages that you have memorized. So in short answer, yes. Um, (laughs) but it depends on what your intentions are. Yeah. Yeah. Purify your intentions first and like really, really do some meditating and and soul searching and make sure that you're not like, like whatever agenda it is that you have, because we all have our own, we all have our own will. Like really just take a second and be like, 
if I memorize a scripture, Galatians 6, verse 9, I talk about it all the time. Um, what am I going to get out of it? Oh, mm -hmm. Lord, I'm broke right now. I got no money, but I know tomorrow is going to be okay. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, that's what you mean. He's like, that's not what I'm talking about. I yeah. never said that, you know. Um, so, again, just like making sure that you're not turning God into a motivational speaker or a judge that's here to harm you and like come after you because you're not doing the things he called. Like, no, God is love and he's not out to get you. He's not out to hurt you. He's not the God of karma. He's the God of love. Um, and so again, like getting in the word and like letting it become who you are is fulfilling. And, um, you can see that people around you are like affected by it in a positive way. Um, and like I said, it's not always smiles and sunshine and rainbow. Sometimes it's hard. Um, but at the end, like God's light, no matter if I'm at the top of the sky or the bottom of the ocean, like Jonah, God's presence is there. Um, speaking and, of, speaking of memorization too, um, yeah the importance of just memorization of the word itself too. So like, for example, all the stories, every parable, all like everything that happens in the Bible, it's good to just know that stuff, like memorize, yeah. like have that in your memory to know that like Jesus died on the cross for your sins to know <laughs> yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like all sorts of stuff in the Bible to like really actually know. So then when you're talking about it with other people, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that happening in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like when you're memorizing scripture, don't pull that piece out and just know mm -hmm. that like, even though things are tough today, it's going to be better tomorrow. How does that fit into the entire storyline of the entire Bible? Like I know we get it. Genesis, Exodus, um, Deuteronomy, all these books are separated. And then not only are the books separated, but they're separated by subheadings. Not only are they separated by subheadings, but there's the Old Testament, New Testament. There's all kinds of organization and like walls being put up in the Bible. But one thing we have to know is like, yes, there's walls for structure, but there's one line going through the whole entire Bible. So don't forget that theme of Jesus, mm -hmm. the cross, never forget mm -hmm. the cross. Like, please, no matter how much you learn, how much you know, you know, how prideful you get, how humble you get, no matter what, if you're on the top or the bottom, please never forget the cross and how Jesus came and just showed us. He taught yeah. us so we should learn and he showed us so we should do, you know, yeah. um, never forget the cross. I can't stress that enough. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, memorizing scripture, memorizing those stories, remember how it fits into the overall picture of the Bible. And then it gets really hard when someone asks you, like, what's Christianity? To just be like, John 3, 16. Bleh, I'm just going to throw it up right now. It's like, well, um, in the very beginning, everything was messed up and God came and brought order to chaos. And, you know, it's like, but that's not the gospel. And it's like, yes, I understand that, but there's so much more. We don't mm -hmm. want to boil it down to one sentence that's easy to remember. Like there's a whole story. Yeah. Know? He's trying to tell us the greatest story of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then we try to go like dumb it up or like make it into something cheaper than it is. Yeah, for sure. That's, and, and that's like a harsh reality that I feel like some people that are followers need to come to reality with like, what's your favorite verse? Or, you know, yeah. if you're a Christian, really explain what that means to me. Well, it, it says it in, this thing right here, I'm showing my Bible, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it says it in here. Like I can, I promise you, I can try and explain it the best I can, but until you actually process Experience. the actual word itself, like you're not going to fully understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We definitely invite you to experience the Bible because man, it's, it's life changing. And mm -hmm. I had a question on here of like, um, how do I basically make a habit of getting in the word and studying it. Like there's a difference between studying and reading. I, mm -hmm. this weekend when we camped, I read through like half of the book of Mark, um, 
just like reading, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like trying not to get off on random thoughts in my head, but cause Jesus is just like, man, he's so, he's so good. But, um, so I'm like trying to stay focused. So that that's just me reading. Studying is like saying, yeah, I'm taking a chunk at a time, you know? Um, but anyway, for the question of like, how do I make a habit of it? Like everyone's like, start your day, 15 minutes. Okay. That's cool. But like grow to the point where you're spending an hour in the word, maybe more or whatever. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself, but get in, get in a group, like get in a community of people who are reading and studying the Bible because they hold you accountable. Like Jalen and I hold each other accountable for all kinds of things in our life. Um, and when you don't have that and you're doing it alone, then it's really tough to like be motivated to like continue to push forward if you're not like being illuminated. And then you get like different perspectives and people from different upbringings that see the word in a different way than maybe you do. Um, but it's so important to like have a alone time with God, but also have a time of community, you know? So, so good, dude. Yeah. So good. How to read your Bible, man. <laughs> that was super fast, but please yeah. go look at that link. Please don't forget yeah. about the cross and please don't forget about how good God is. Like that's all we can ask. And again, if you're listening to this, uh, head over to YouTube, please. It'll probably be very, very beneficial for you. Zach yeah. did a really good job of explaining, um, logos, uh, like we said, all the tools we use, we think are, we're not going to say like that you have to do it, but we think it's very, very beneficial. Um, yeah. especially the classroom, it's literally like going to school for the Bible, which is yeah. very, very important. So, um, yeah, about two minutes into the video that you watch, you're going to be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> bro, like, I, I wish, dude, I wish I could experience it again for like seeing one of those videos for the first time. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, good. all right. Well, do you have anything else, dude? No, just, uh, again, just want to reiterate, like, don't forget the cross, no matter how much you learn, how much mm -hmm. you know, or what you don't know, how wise you are, how young, old, whatever, um, whether you're at the top of your life or you feel like you're in the pit, just never forget the cross. God is yeah. good. Jesus is a G and just don't forget that. <laughs> Amen, dude. Amen. Well, we appreciate you guys as always for tapping in again. Make sure if you're listening, you go check out the YouTube link. If you guys could, please go give us a follow, follow on Instagram, on YouTube, um, Apple Spot, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, make sure you guys click that follow button, like the podcast. And with that being said, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We're praying for y'all. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace and love. Peace.